You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. It's not what happens first or last that come together. It's a package deal. When you come to Christ in faith, you are repenting of your sin. When you repent of your sin, you are coming to Christ in faith. And unless those two are traveling together, you've missed something. Because many today want an easy Jesus that doesn't confront them, that doesn't convict them, that doesn't challenge them. Well, Jesus loves everybody. Yeah, he sure does. But he loves you too much to leave you where you're at. Many people have heard that Jesus loves them. But sometimes as Christians, we fail to realize the way his love for us plays out. God's love will never affirm us in our sin, but it is actually His loving kindness that would lead us to repentance. An appropriate response to the love of God could actually look like repenting from our sin and turning back to Jesus. In today's message, Pastor Gary will be sharing with us the importance that repentance and faith have in the lives of Christians. Now, here's Pastor Gary in the book of John chapter 3 as he continues his message Native Christianity. There has to be a conception before there is a birth. That simply means that you must hear. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I remember the day that I got saved. I listened to the gospel many times preached before I got saved. But on that day, I heard it in my spirit for the first time because that was the day that the Holy Spirit of God opened up my understanding and opened up my mind and my eyes to see the truth of who I was without Him and the truth of who He was and the truth that I needed Him as my Savior. And it's called conviction. When the Holy Spirit uh, uh, convinces you of your guilt before God and your need of God. And many today have never saw themselves as guilty before God. They just go through the motions uh, and they say, yeah, I prayed the sinner's prayer, so I'm all good. But they have no fruit, meat for, or fit uh, for repentance in their lives. They have no evidence uh, that they have ever had received spiritual sight because they continue to walk in darkness even though they call themselves a Christian. And they are going through an artificial existence. And I want to say this, that in God's family, there are no blind children. Uh, If you become I'm born again, the Holy Spirit will give you spiritual sight to to know right from wrong and to be convicted of sin and of judgment and of righteousness. And amen. And you will begin to see things that you couldn't see before. I remember distinctively after I got saved, all of a sudden there were things that I was doing before I got saved I saw nothing wrong with until the Holy Spirit moved in and then the alarm bells started going off in my heart and mind uh, teaching me this is the way uh, go here avoid that don't do that that's evil uh, and, and there was a guiding light on the inside why because I was born of the spirit of God it was a supernatural birth uh, that could only take place by receiving the engrafted word that was able to make me wise to salvation amen church amen. 
And so there are no spiritually blinded children. Uh, Now let me say this. You might uh, describe parts and fragments uh, of what you've heard other Christians say uh, about the kingdom of God, but repeating what you've heard is not the same thing as seeing it for yourself. But while you sit in darkness, you only describe what you're not seeing. And many today, do you realize, can describe, uh, they can use Christian lingo to convince you that they're saved, but they're not speaking from personal experience. Uh, They're not speaking from a revelation of the Word of God, from the Holy Spirit dwelling within. They're only repeating what they've heard. And so they've learned the lingo, and they've gone through the motions, but they've never been born again. And it shows because they continue to walk in darkness and have no light down in their souls to lead them and to guide them into all truth. Somebody say amen right there. And so to be born again, to be a native Christian, to be birthed into the family of God, you will have spiritual sight uh, and you'll be able to see truths that others cannot grasp. That's why this world does not relate to us because they live in utter darkness. They cannot and never will agree with us until they too surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and of his word. And by the way, this world, you know what the tactic of the enemy is? Do you want to know why they're preaching that everybody has their own truth. They're preaching that to divide us because they know that if everybody has their own personal truth, that everybody will fight for themselves and nobody else, and we'll be so at odds against each other, we'll be too busy defending our turf to pay attention to what they're doing to rob us of our freedoms. Can somebody say amen right there? But if we could learn what real truth is and rally around the real truth, it'll unify us because there's only one truth in his name is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if the truth be known, if this nation could find themselves unified at the foot of the cross again, we could be unified and it could dissipate the darkness that has come to divide and to conquer us as a nation. Food with this, everybody has their own truth. You can't have two different things and they both be true at the same time. It don't even make love logical sense, much less supernatural sense. Uh, but may we all bow our knees to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and find the unity that we can find in him today. That's the only hope of America. Amen. Now to be born again is to have spiritual sight because God gives all of his children spiritual sight. There are no blind children in the family of God. Now you may... Uh, as an infant, not be able to discern the light that you are seeing at first. Uh, but as you grow in the Lord, he will begin to teach you and lead you. And it'll get brighter and brighter until that day that he comes. Amen, church? So there are no fake spiritual eyesight. There's no faking spiritual eyesight in God's family. Number two, look at verses four and five. The Bible said that Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, watch this, he cannot enter. Verse 3 said he cannot see. Verse 5 says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So not only are there no fake 
there's no faking spiritual eyesight, but there's also no faking spiritual birth. Can I say it this way? In God's kingdom, and somebody's going to be offended by this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Amen. In God's kingdom, there are no illegal citizens. Amen. I'm not talking about earthly kingdoms. I'm talking about in God's kingdom, there are no illegal citizens. Your only right you have in the kingdom of God is right by birth. And if you're not birthed into the kingdom of God, amen, if you're not born on foreign soil of heaven through the spirit of God, then you have no rights of citizenship in God's kingdom. And many people today, uh, in fact, Jesus prophesied of the day that many would say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And he said, then will I say unto them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. What happened? They claimed citizenship illegally. They said they were saved, but they didn't come through the blood. And when you don't come through the blood, you are an illegal citizen, and you are not welcome into the family of God. You say, well, I thought God welcomed everybody. He does, all through the blood. Everybody's welcome through the blood. Everybody's welcome through Jesus, the door. But if anybody come any other way, the Bible says the same is a thief and a robber. And if you don't want to be judged as a thief and a robber, you better come through the door of Jesus Christ or you'll not go at all. Heaven welcomes everybody who goes to the blood of Jesus Christ. But many today want to come some other way. In fact, many will teach you today that Jesus is just one of many religions that can get you to heaven. Nothing could be further from the truth. Amen. There is only one way, and his name is Jesus Christ. And if you go by any other way, you're a thief and a robber, and you're an illegal citizen, and you will be judged for eternity in a place called hell for having trusted something or someone other than the Lord Jesus Christ for your eternal salvation. There's no faking spiritual birth. Religion artificially manufactures only an illusion of repentance through behavioral modification, which is only temporary at best. That's right. <laughs> I like to say it this way. Even the worst of sinners can uh, quit a dirty habit for a day or two. Amen. The fact that you didn't do it today didn't, don't mean that you had a heart of repentance. And you'll guess what? The, the dog will return to its vomit. That's exactly right. You say, that's crude. Well, the Bible uses crude terminology to get it through our thick skulls. Amen. Uh, uh, if you're not saved by the grace of God, whatever religion you're trying to buy into to save yourself will only return you back to the same vomit from which you came. It will not do you any good to patch yourself up. No amount of religious works will do. Some are counting on church membership. Some are counting on faithfulness to church. Some are counting on giving the tithes and offerings. Some are counting on water baptism. Some are counting on this. And some are counting on that. But let me tell you and make it real plain. You better count on the blood of Jesus or you better not count on anything at all. 
It's not your righteousness. It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy that he saved us. I don't have any rights to brag. It said not of works lest any man should boast. I'm telling you the only one I have to brag on is Jesus Christ. He is the perfect one. He is the holy one. He is the righteous one. And when God poured out his wrath on his son Jesus on the cross as my substitutionary sacrifice, he saw of the travail of his son's soul and was satisfied. And by Jesus' righteousness, the Lord secured many sons of God through the blood of Christ. And I'm telling you, the only thing that will satisfy the wrath of a holy God is when you shelter yourself beneath the Lord Jesus Christ and his cross and the blood that he shed for you. And today you don't need to count on artificial religion to get you to heaven. If you think that you're righteous, let me ask you something. If you think that you're saved, let me ask you something. Why ain't you no better? Hello? Did not John the Baptist say, uh, y'all want to get baptized, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance? or suitable for repentance. In other words, why are you coming to get baptized? Because you sure ain't living like you're a believer of Christ. Hello? Now, I understand that a believer can backslide. I'm not preaching sinless perfection. Let me be balanced. But I will tell you this. A child of God cannot live in darkness and never have the Spirit of God check his soul. And many today, the reason they are religious but lost is because they have fabricated a birth through religious efforts and that only makes you an illegal citizen and you will be rejected in the courts of heaven if you breathe your last breath without Jesus. And I challenge you today to junk your religion and come to Jesus. I challenge you today to accept the free pardon of sin and trust solely and entirely and only in the work, completed work of Christ at Calvary for your forgiveness, for your salvation, for your righteousness. So there's no faking spiritual eyesight. There's no faking a spiritual birth. And let me say lastly, look at verses 20 and 21. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Number three, I want to say there's no faking spiritual life. Let me put it this way. God has no unrepentant conversions. Repent and believe the gospel. Some would argue repentance comes before faith. Some would say faith comes before repentance. I say that you can't have true faith in Christ if it doesn't come with repentance. And you can't have true repentance unless it comes with faith in Christ. I say they're together. They're inseparable. It's not what happens first or last. They come together. It's a package deal. When you come to Christ in faith, you are repenting of your sin. When you repent of your sin, you are coming to Christ in faith. And unless those two are traveling together, you've missed something. Because many today want an easy Jesus that doesn't confront them, that doesn't convict them, that doesn't challenge them. Well, Jesus loves everybody. Yeah, he sure does. But he loves you too much to leave you where you're at. 
Well, we should embrace everybody. We should celebrate everybody. Hogwash. Jesus didn't come to celebrate your sin. He came to deliver you from your sin. He came to deliver you. And I'm not being mean. We just got to shake ourselves up a little bit. Let's get real. You think a holy God is going to let you slide when he poured out his wrath on his perfect son for you? Come on, let's get real. God's not going to let you get by without the blood of Jesus being applied to your life. Amen. Oh, we should just, we should just accept everybody. What they want us to do is we, they want us not to just tolerate but celebrate. Celebrate their sin. And I'm not just talking about homosexuality. I'm talking about all kinds. of. Isn't that the spirit of the age now? For everyone to do their own thing. The Bible said everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. And what they have done is they have conditioned us to be afraid to speak up against sin. They have conditioned us to be afraid to speak truth. And if they can't take our right of free speech away from us, they'll teach us how to fear speaking freely. Because the consequences are the same. Whether it's illegal to speak or whether you're too afraid to speak, the fact is you didn't speak and therefore sin is rampant. I say we need some people who are bearers of truth that'll speak the truth, will speak it in love, yes, but we'll speak it nonetheless because this world needs to hear that except they repent, they will perish. God didn't come to tolerate or to celebrate. He came to uh, capsize your boat, to turn your life around and make you a citizen of heaven and forgive you of your sin debt and put hope and help and light and strength and nourishment and purpose in your life and give you something that this world and this devil can never give you and they can never take away from you. Why? You know, the Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? This world acts like we're crazy. That's only because they're blind. Amen? For sake of offending them, I, I wouldn't want to say this to them, but they're the ones that's crazy. I was, before I was saved, I was the one that was crazy. Thinking that I could do it my way. Thinking that I could save myself. Thinking that I was okay without a relationship with Jesus Christ. Thinking that my religion was earning brownie points with God. And that somehow if my good outweighed my bad, that God would kind of uh, just kind of wink at my evil and ignore it. And no, the Bible says that he now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. That means to turn from your sin to Jesus, biblical repentance is very specific. It's not a turning over of a new leaf. It's not just kicking a habit. It's a change of heart and mind inwardly that results in a change of life. It is giving your undivided attention and allegiance to Jesus Christ. It is saying, I no longer want to walk in my sin I don't know that I can quit it on my own, but at least I'm willing to try if the Lord will help me. I don't want this mess anymore. I don't want this guilt anymore. I don't want this bondage and this condemnation anymore. I don't want this religion anymore. Give me Jesus or give me nothing. That's what repentance is. And when you turn from yourself and from your sin and from Satan and society and turn to Christ, it is an about face. It is a complete turnaround and change of heart and mind. And you finally wave the white flag of surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what repentance is. He didn't come to celebrate your individuality. 
He came to tell everybody that unless they accept Christ, they're all found wanting, lacking. They're all found short of the righteousness of God and will pay for it eternally outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're all in the same boat without him. And ain't none of us any better than the other without Jesus. I'm no better than you. <laughs> and you're no better than me. That's right. If, if I'm righteous and you're righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, we're on equal ground. If I'm righteous in Jesus and you're lost, the only difference between me and you is you just need to be saved. You need to trust in Jesus as your Savior. Don't the world need to hear this? Don't we need to tell them and don't we need to embrace the true gospel? Amen. Because there are many fake Christians today. They're walking around professing the name of Jesus Christ. But there's no power of God that works repentance in their life. They have no conviction of sin. They have no moral compass. They just let come what may. They just go with the flow of society. You can't tell no difference between them and the world. Where is real native Christian Christianity today? Authentic, original, biblical Christianity. Not this fluffy stuff that we've made up today, that we've fabricated. That word meant to create by art. That aren't we so artistic today to just create our own gods, to make our own religions? And if we don't like one part of the Bible, we'll just ignore it or rewrite it or, or, or just completely write something different. Amen. Or just get an attitude about it and create our own ideology and twist it. Like our father, the devil, twisting the word of God to make it say what we want. If we're lost. Did you know that if you're lost, the devil's your father? You know what you need? You need to change daddies. You need to go to your heavenly father. You need to let him redeem you by his blood and save you by his grace. I'm talking about native Christianity. I'm talking about original Christianity. I'm not talking about this fake stuff they got floating around today. You say you sound a little mad. I'm mad at the devil. I am. I'm mad at the devil because there's many, there ain't no telling how many people are sitting on our church pews today that are lost as a goose because they bought in to this modern age Christianity that produces no fruit or light in their lives. But there's no faking spiritual life. Those who are born of God will gravitate towards the light even if they temporarily step into darkness and disobedience. If you believe that, say amen. amen. So in conclusion, let me read you what John chapter 3 and verse 36 says. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. It doesn't get any simpler than that. And I think there's a distinction between the word in and the word on. He that believeth on. Say, I believe in Jesus. The devils also believe. They're not going to heaven. They believed in Jesus. I know you believe in Jesus. Do you believe on him? That means do you put your trust in him? Have you turned from your sin and given your heart and life to Jesus Christ? I wouldn't dare in a million years try to cause any confusion or to try to cause anybody deliberately to doubt their salvation.
That is not my objective. My objective is to simply preach the clear gospel and pray that the Holy Spirit does the convicting and the convincing if there are any to be convicted and convinced of anything. And uh, I want you to know my intentions. But we need to look at the Word of God. And we need to ask ourselves, am I truly born again? Or is it artificial? You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. If you enjoyed today's message, we invite you to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to share these with your friends and family, too. This could be a great way to start a conversation about Christ and study the Word together. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like to request prayer, please get in touch with Pastor Gary by emailing contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L dot com. True North is a ministry of Gary Cottle Ministries. You can find out more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Would you like to come worship with Pastor Gary? Simply visit garycoddle.com for more details on where he pastors and how you can plan a visit. If you're not in the area, we still encourage you to find a local church body where you can learn from God's Word and spend time with other believers. It will be a place for you to grow in faith, find support, and serve in ways you are uniquely designed to. With that, our time with you has come to a close today. Join Pastor Gary next time for more right here on True North.